I mean, the Robbie Gold move after watching yesterday's game, how can you argue it? I mean, he was a fan favorite, but the guy can't. The guy's done. Sean has always told me, Andy, that's the problem here in Chicago. We love. We get hooked on guys. We we get hooked oh, on. Truth. We it's get truth. hooked on players. It's the future. Down and distance. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Down the Distance. Jared Payton alongside my man, Sean Davis, SD, two mics on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N on Twitter. We have a special guest in studio with us today, my man, who was actually with me last night on Sports Feed on CLTV, my man, Andy Mazur. Got a chance to sit down with him as he was walking through the hallways. I grabbed him and I was like, no, we got to talk Bears football because the people want to talk about Bears. So let's talk about Bears. Yesterday, the Bears went to the East Coast, lost to the Giants 22-16. to Not as bad as I thought it was going to be because if you looked at my predictions, I really didn't have them. I didn't have them scoring 16 points anywhere close. So. But to see how the Bears actually came out and fought a little bit yesterday till the end showed me something from the previous week going up against Tampa Bay and the Bucks. Just a just an eerie, an eerie feeling like coming into this game, not knowing what to expect. But this team is just what I thought they would would end up being if injuries happen. And I think that's probably the key issue that I have is that it's a this season's about a what ifs to me it's about what ifs it's like what if you know Pernell McPhee was healthy from the beginning of the season does that change the dynamics of Leonard Floyd what if the Bears offensive line which was kind of still not super great the interior to me was 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 pretty good the outside of the tackle position to me was a little suspect but what happens if they could have stayed together from the beginning of the season and not had the injuries and the revolving door of guys having to come in it, what would what would that be like uh, what if what if Adam Gase was still here you know like that I, I think about that as well like what if because Jay Cutler uh, from last year wasn't the 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 lightning rod, right? He wasn't the lightning rod. People were like, okay, this guy might be serviceable. Cut down on the turnovers. This year had his issues for with from at the second game of the season, you know, with the thumb and then coming back. And it's been like the old Jay Cutler again, man. And it, it's so tough to wrap my head around because I don't know what the future of this team is. I have no clue. Like I've been searching for the identity, and the only thing that I can kind of come up with, Andy, is the defense and that front seven seems like that could be something to kind of build on. But how long are guys going to be here for? How long can you keep these guys? Does injuries creep in, and that kind of derails maybe what we've started to see? I just I don't know what the the future of this team is, and I think that's what's so disheartening as a Bears fan is I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. You know, there's so many questions, and the one thing I've learned over the years, and you can speak to this probably better than me, is the fact that football, unlike any other sport, injuries affect football more so I think than they do in baseball and basketball and hockey or anything to that in that respect, because. It all kind of hinges on each other. And you're saying, you know, you go through the to the depth charts 
these are guys that don't get reps in practice. So you don't really have the opportunity to work with uh, a guy like uh, Mike Adams during uh, during a regular uh, practice session. That's where all the pressure was coming from yesterday on Jay Cutler. The fact of the matter is he doesn't have Alshon Jeffrey uh, through no fault of his own. And, you know, you lose your, your number one receiver during this game, Zach Miller. What are you left with? I mean, you don't really know the personnel that you're dealing with. So the injuries are one thing. You never use them as an excuse. But I will agree with you. I don't have any clue what this team is. You know, at least with Lovey, you knew they were going to try to run the ball when they got off the bus. Yeah. You know, they may not have done it successfully. Or you knew that they were going to play, you know, defense. Yeah. You knew that they were going to come out and play some defense. And now, I don't know. It's Sean. Sean, you have to to weigh in. I, I, I I don't get this. Tell me. Tell me what the future is because you threw this out last week and it's it, it, you're you hit me it was like almost hit me like a ton of bricks because Sean was talking about that this Bears team better get it together mm-hmm. and I'm just through the live stream right now yeah just through the live stream I see so many different people talking about Theo Epstein can you get him to come run. <laughs> I know people are, are – they're probably serious. I, I look at it as in a joking manner, but – That would be pretty amazing, though. It, it, what? That he, he needs – two teams in the same Yeah, town. two teams. <laughs> Listen, you know what? Maybe Theo comes to consult for a little bit. How about that? Better it, than it, Ernie Acorsi? Yeah, Ernie Acorsi. Okay. I don't. I'm, hey, I'm, he lost John Elway, so that's a big I don't, red. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about Acorsi. I don't, I don't know how that happens. But, Sean, you got to break it down some way. I, I, I don't know what the future is. Objectively, yes. Stepping back, um, I don't know if everybody knows, but I'm not a Chicago Bears fan. I'm a Chicagoan, but I'm not a Chicago Bears fan. I blame it on church because I got to watch the 3 o'clock game every week, and the 3 o'clock game was either the 49ers or the Cowboys, plain and simple. So I objectively stepped back, and I can say that sitting here as a Cowboys fan and happy with what has taken place, Four years ago, I wasn't in that place. It was the same frustration. And you're trying to rebuild. And to, I guess it took Stephen Jones to come in and tell his father, look, we're not taking Johnny Manziel. We're not going for these quick fixes. We're not going for these guys that you think are going to bring people into the turnstiles. That's not what it's about. Let's build a winner and let's get back to what worked for us. Well, what worked for us? We dominated the 90s Mm -hmm. with a dominant offensive line. That's how we dominated. And it allowed our young players that we drafted, like Aikman, Emmitt Smith, and Michael Irvin, to get better and be good and serviceable. Be good. Not great. They eventually became great, but it allowed them to be good behind a dominant offensive line. So let's use the same formula today. Why? Because that formula works no matter what era you're in. It works. Stop trying to redefine football. Football at its core. Andy talked about it. Yeah. You get a good quarterback and you get good offensive defensive line play, you're going to win. You're going to win. I um there we go. Just trying to get my get reconnected in here sometimes, man. It just, you know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Trying to reconnect. So Come with on, that man. being said, the question I posed to you guys before we came on was What's going to work for this team? What is the future? Yeah. What can you lean on to be that dominant unit? And what I told you uh, in the hallway before we came in was I thought that 
you get some you get a good good quarterback because you know that Jay Cutler's not going to be around. I mean, we've known that for two or three years, it seems like, and there has been nothing done about it. I mean, you can't tell me that Jimmy Clausen could have ever been an answer to any any question that the Bears had. You can't tell me that Caleb Haney was ever an answer to any questions. You can't even tell me that Brian Hoyer was an answer to any question that the Bears ever had. Yeah. They passed on Dak Prescott four, three times in the fourth round. They're not alone. I mean, other teams did it too. And, and let's be honest. Dak Prescott behind this offensive line is totally different. Oh, but completely different. Dak Prescott he's running for his life. Dallas line. Oh, he's running for his life. Absolutely. So, you know, the thing, too, I mean, you have to understand about the NFL. You have to have management in place that's willing to take some lumps well, for an extended period there, of time. There you Absolutely. go. There you go. Because right there. there's not. There you go, Andy. The, the NFL is such a win now league that it goes in two year bursts. And if you don't win in two years, your coach is gone, your yeah. GM is gone, yeah. and you're starting all over again. Yeah. Okay, but this is this is it. Dallas is is showing the model of how teams need to do it because not everybody has. All right, let's go back real quick. The game of football, really, we've seen it evolve over the last few years, right, in the way that these teams are running their offenses. Mm -hmm. I I should say offensively, we've seen that. It's more spread it out, and we saw it here for a long time. We saw what happened, you know, what Tressman got here, what he tried to do, with not having probably the, the type of players for his system and then trying to run it, and it just didn't work out. A lot of short passes trying to get up the field, kind of similar to how I saw when I went to see, I went to the Super Bowl at MetLife when I saw the Broncos versus the Seahawks. Never once in my entire life have I ever seen a defense hit that hard. Mm. Uh, plays that year that the Broncos did of throwing those short passes and taking them 60 yards, 50 yards, was not a go with what that Seattle defense was all about. Now we're starting to see how defenses are playing, and now offenses are changing and evolving, but it goes down to see the team that's playing the best in the NFL right now, the team that nobody wants to see, the team that everybody is looking down, that everybody's looking up at, they're looking down on, is the Cowboys. And they're doing it in a way that's old-fashioned football. You run the football. We, we, we've been seeing running backs over the years be devalued. And what's the value? Sean and I have had this conversation over the last three years about when are we going to see. And we both of us watch college football. So mm-hmm. we know when we started to see guys like Zeke come into Ohio State, we were both like, this is a different type of running back. Yeah. This is not your average. We saw Leonard Fournette. We're looking at him. He's a different type of guy where we, we look at organizations saying we could actually take this guy – we can run him. We can do what we need to do. But the versatility of these running backs now, guys that being able, Zeke was, is a totally different guy. Sean and I, from the Virginia Tech game that we saw him play beginning of, what, two, almost. That was beginning of last year. Last year. Last season, yeah. About how much he can do. It, it's changed the way now that I think teams are going to be looking at running the football. Let's not spread it all the way out. Dude, let's, let's run it down people's throats. And if you can do that and have and also have complimentary receivers and a guy, because let's not forget about Des Bryant. This is exactly what Sean was talking about. The recipe that got them championships, what made them dominant in the nineties, is making them relevant again in two thousand and sixteen. I mean, you don't get a bucket sayers draft. That just that's generational. That yeah. doesn't happen. You have to build, you have to get this guy this year. Then we'll get the other guy next year. And Maybe you pop up in the third or fourth round and you get a guy like, oh, he became a star. I yeah. didn't know 
We thought we were getting a solid starter, but now he's elite. You have to be willing to build. And that's the question for me and Ryan Pace. We have given Ryan Pace a long rope. And now the question is, what unit, what are you building? Yeah, and, you know, the thing The thing that, that kind of bothers me about, about the Ryan Pace situation right now is his choice for coach because I don't know necessarily if John Fox is the right guy for a young up-and-coming football team. I don't think he's got the patience for it. I don't think he really and again, I'm not I'm not there. I'm not a I'm not an insider as far as, you know, knowing what's going on in the guy's mind. But it just seems to me like there's this laissez-faire kind of okay, I'm getting paid, you know, I got a couple more years left on my contract. I'm with you, man. Let's see what we can do here. You need a young guy to come in here to relate with these guys. And much of the same thing, and I hate to keep relating things to baseball, but that's the sport I know the best. It's okay. But, you know, there was a, there was a guy named Rick Renteria who was managing the Cubs. Did a, did a fantastic job in his one year because he, he developed some young guys and kind of paved the way for Joe Madden. But Joe Madden the Cubs was, aren't The Cubs aren't World Series champions without him. Without no, him. absolutely. I mean, you could lay the foundation and be there, but it takes a special coach. Yeah. And, and just to speak on your point, though, Handy, I, I don't believe that – the decision for John Fox was all Ryan Pace. No, I agree with you. I, I believe that that was a that was a that was a decision that was made higher than him. Right, and and, I, and that's why I think that. So you're saying we need to keep accountants out of the uh, decision making process. I, I'm just I'm just saying that it was it wasn't his choice. <laughs> I, just, I don't I'll think it was <laughs> it was kind of a, it was a fashionable it was a fashionable it, choice because it, it was looked, a name. It was a guy that had had some success in a couple of different good. spots, and it looked good. And, it was cosmetically you know good. And for this Bears organization at the time when they made the decision, it was hard not to be a fan and go, wow, this actually might be the right. best decision. Right. But as you start to really like, you start to really think about things, man, it, it's, you might need to go a different direction because exactly what you were talking mm-hmm. about, Andy, this is a team that is going to be, needs to be built up from the ground. If you're going to do that, to me, that means you need somebody that's going to be able to adjust mm-hmm. to what's going on. I believe, like any old person that I know, and no disrespect, <laughs> no disrespect to the old people, man. I love old people out there. But the one thing is they get stuck in their ways. And they they're, do. And, they're, and they are not willing to change. John Fox has done stuff away for a long time in his way. And I think that's a big issue because guys now – are, are are they love playing for him? I don't think they, that there's a rift in the locker room like there was with Tressman here. No. But it might take someone different and special to be able to kind of bring this thing back around. My only hope, you know, Ryan Pace is a young guy. I don't disagree with some of the things he's done. I mean, I, I think he's kind of added by subtraction in in some cases, which has been. You know, good. I mean, the Robbie Gold move after watching yesterday's game. How can you argue it? I mean, he was a fan favorite, but the guy can't. The guy's done. I mean, he's not. He's not kicking. That's the anymore. problem. Sean has always told me, Andy. That's the problem here in Chicago. We love. We get hooked on guys. We we get hooked oh, on. We get truth. hooked on players. And no disrespect, it is what it is. Yeah. We get hooked on players. I mean, look, and we look want at David them to Ross. be around forever. Look at David Ross. I mean, that's just a, a, a quick example. I mean, obviously that ended in a fairy tale situation. But the, the point I wanted to make was I, I'm kind of hoping that high up at Hallis Hall, and I'm talking about the McCaskey family, I'm talking about George more in particular now since he's you know running the show, that there's an actual plan with Ryan Pace not having to worry about his job. Okay, John Fox can worry about his job. I'm good with that. But 
I'm I'm not so sure that I would be sit, and I'm not sure Ryan Pace would have taken a job thinking that he would be under pressure immediately because it's such a like we said it's such an immediate kind of a league but at the it's, same time as Sean eloquently pointed out you have to have some time to put your plan into place there's going to be bumps along the road there are going to be a lot of bumps if there aren't bumps it's not as satisfying when you turn it around and you win just think about this let's go back to let's go back to Dallas for a second Sean you were pointing out talking about Dallas in that situation Think about Jerry Jones wants to call the show. Think mm. about trying to – not only he wants to call the show, he's also signing the checks. Right. So, I mean, that is like he's a part of football operations. Think about how hard that has been, and you probably as a fan know how tough that's been over the years of like, dude, just just give up control, man. Like you don't understand it. It took somebody close to the best to say, listen, we're yeah. not going to make these bad decisions yeah. because I'm going to be honest – I'm going to be honest. I was wrong. I pulled for Johnny Manziel forever. I wanted him to be successful, and I thought that the Cowboys would be a great fit. I was like, oh, this is, this is it. If I was in that meeting room, in that boardroom, I would have been like, let's go with Manziel. There was somebody smart enough to say, let's not do the sexy picks. Let's not do it. And you had people. I heard other – Cowboy fans, not you because you understand the game, but other people who don't break it down that way going, another offensive lineman, what are you? And and think about this. That ain't going, they, didn't, ain't... they didn't take Johnny Manziel. They take Zach Martin, right? Yeah. And everybody's like, who the heck is Zach Martin? Of course, I'm a Notre Dame fan. So, yeah. so I know this kid, yeah. right? In three years, from 2012, 2013, 2014, Notre Dame won 32 games. Guess why? That left side was Zach Martin and Ronnie Stanley. Beast. That's all you need to know. There you go. That's it. I mean, look back as far as the, the 83 draft for the Bears with what Jim Finks was able to pull off you know, with Jimbo Covert and Mark Bortz. I mean, are, are, the, 85, yeah. are the 85 Bears, is your father you know, running as successfully as he was behind – you know, Joe Smith? I mean, Probably not. I mean, Jimbo Covert's a Hall of Fame He put in work guy. behind some pretty subpar offensive line. I know. I'm saying he put <laughs> but, some work in. Yeah, he but did. there's a video of my dad in the locker room just going, I don't know how much yeah. more I could take I mean, this. Dan Neal, Dennis Lick, those guys weren't, weren't doing a lick. I, mean, I, I, said, I always said, took, my dad always told me, he said, listen, I, I said, Dad, how did you do it for so long? He said, you know, early on it was tough. He said, I would just tell offensive linemen just – you don't need to block somebody. Just run. Tell a story. You I'll, know? I'll move around you. <laughs> you just go after somebody, and if you don't hit them, I'll figure out to move away. And it's it's crazy because now the game of football and how it's changed, the Dallas Cowboys are showing me that we need to figure it out. And Sean brought this up last week, and to me it's been the point that's been on my mind all week long. When I talked about trying to figure out an identity for mm-hmm. this Bears team, Sean said, "You got to choose. You 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 have to choose. It's it's what you can't do, you, do both sides. You can't of the do ball. both sides of the ball. This it, you just can't do it in the no, draft. You'd you have to be unbelievable to figure out a way to do it. You need to choose. Yeah. And so right now, to me, I look at it. If you, it might go back to the tradition of how the Bears won their last Super Bowl. You might need to go defense and figure out this defense because that to me has the most pieces around it right now." and bulk up that defense, 
and go get a guy like Sean and I have been talking about, Jabril Peppers, if he's there. Yeah, and a guy that's that, a guy from Michigan that I've seen play Playmaker. almost every single position. But in this day and age of football, he changes the way when you pluck him and put him on defense, it's a guy that can play anywhere. I don't probably not on the outsides. He's not gonna be a cover corner, but you place him anywhere, inside, down in the box, at safety, free safety, whatever you want to do, let him roam. That, that is a dude that comes in on your defense and makes your defense better as soon as he steps into Hallis Hall. And right now they're probably, what, pick three, four? Yeah. They're in, in the top range. five. Yeah, they're, they're in, in the, the top, top five. five. Peppers might sneak into the top five. I think he could. He might sneak into the top five. But if there's so someone else. You, you could have the opportunity to actually trade back and get him. Look, I'm going to go off the board. Where are you right? going? You got the defense. The defense is – they played very well yesterday. They didn't play bad. I thought Deion Bush in his first start Seven played tackles. solid. Man, Seven he was good. Absolutely. Yesterday. I loved him blitzing it, it, as look, well. But listen, you know the deal with him. The deal with Deion Bush, and I love seeing him in the lineup. You got guys that just aren't um, – Jones Corte, uh, Porzinski, right? Yeah, you saw the Shepard touchdown. So, Deion Bush goes – to take his man, and Hurst just releases Shepard up the seam, and, he, and Bush is turning around like, what are you, what, what are what you is, doing? What's going on? Like it, it, And that's what you're going to get with young defensive back. That yeah. th- This core is going to – you're going to have these bumps and bruises. So Bears fans have to sit and relax a little bit on that back end of that yeah. defense. Yeah. But we really have never – we never got to a chance so far this year to watch the front seven flourish like it probably should have. Because of injuries. We, we we got derailed a little bit. Eddie Goldman has had those bumps and bruises. I think he is going to be a true stud. He needs to be able to stay healthy. Uh, you look at guys, Pernell McPhee, what's going to be the ceiling for him long term? Because he is a difference maker when he's healthy. And how healthy is he, though, right now? I mean, he, he got after yesterday. He was, trying, he was trying to get those comments he made in the locker room <laughs> on Wednesday. I was there. He was trying to get his guys fired up, man. And, you know, it happens sometimes. They they don't have – right now, you're walking into a locker room with two wins. Yeah, yeah. I've never – listen, I have never seen a, a locker room, been in a locker room with that many losses or being in, kicked around and the, the positive vibe still coming out of there. I'm like, yo. Look. John Fox has these dudes thinking something else. I'm going to go off the board. Go ahead. I'm not sure. We'll have to double check. I believe Joe Thomas might be a free agent. Uh, yeah, he's, this he, coming might be, he might be on his way right. out of uh, out of Cleveland. Out of Cleveland. Look, for me, the unit that's close is the offensive line. That all you're probably two pieces away. Yeah, you're on the edges from having an uh, offensive mm-hmm. line that can dominate. Okay? On the edges, you gotta. Get I've him. been happy with, with, with Cody. No, Cody Whitehair Cody, I think is good. His versatility, the it's way been he's all right played, with me, yeah. That's hard playing as a rookie to play center. You're asking a rookie to play center. And he's handled himself quite well. He's He's always graded out the top offensive lineman on pro football focus each and every game with Kyle Long in the lineup. Yeah. Let's get Long healthy. We know what we have if he's healthy. If he's healthy, a right guard, good. If you go get me two stud tackles, you draft one and you get Joe Thomas on the left side, that other guard position you can – Grass who comes back, you can kick white hair out. You can be dominant uh, with that. Look, their offensive line can be a whole lot no, better. No, no, I'm just saying. Year. I'm just I'm saying. I'm not talking. Maybe not Dallas Cowboys level because, I mean, they still have Lyle Collins on the bench waiting. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying That's I don't ridiculous. know. I don't know if 
I don't know if Whitehair is. And the reason I say moves. that, I read the reason I say that is because he, he, that's his, that was his, that natural. Was, yeah, not his natural. You don't spot. have to, yeah, but you don't have to worry about getting a Zeke. Like if you give a good offensive line to Jordan Howard, he'd be all right. You're going to be okay. But we're starting to see right now. And then it doesn't force you to go out and have to get a true difference maker at quarterback because he's behind a solid offensive line. If you can get somebody that's efficient. Hey, Kyle Orton had good luck with this well, with this okay. offense. But like this, but this is the thing, though. Bears fans, and I keep seeing it on the live feed right now, is they're, they're talking about quarterback. And I just don't know if that guy that Bears fans are looking for is in this but draft. You know what they're doing? They're looking at Dak Prescott, and they're saying, we that, passed on. Dak Prescott that with this Bears team is not, would have been totally – not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same, man. You, you – you got to have – they started to build the infrastructure. They got the offensive line. And you they, don't knew what, want, they knew and what they got. Bears fans, take it from me. You don't – You don't you, want any part of no. Deshaun Kaiser. Everybody no. talks you about Kaiser like they want Kaiser. I don't know if you guys have not watched big-time games. Cleveland can have him. Let <laughs> Cleveland have him. Quarterback waistline. Let Cleveland have Ky- – no, I don't want any part of it. None. None. Yeah. And I'm not hating on Notre Dame. I just I, – I don't – I just – is not my guy, man. And I, I just don't know where this team goes. I would rather you try to figure out of getting somebody that was going to come in and be effective right away with the first-round pick, yeah. especially if you're going to be this bad, and figure that out and then get a quarterback down the line and trust your scouting. Because that's what – listen. Well, heck, half, you, half of your scouting is going to be Alabama. Go. Listen, I know. Because they have like a 13 players so, in the top 30. So prospects for the draft, which is absolutely amazing. You have to trust. Listen, let's listen. Let's go. Let's let's go outside the box. All mm-hmm. right. Let's go outside of football, Mazer. Since you yeah. love baseball, yeah. Let's 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 talk about let's talk about hockey as well. Yeah. The two teams in this town that ha- that have won championships in the over in I mean, recent memory. In recent memory. <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not, rag, I'm not ragging oh, on, on the, White the White Sox. Sox or no, the Bulls or anything. I'm talking about the, how the Cubs did it mm-hmm. and how the Blackhawks have done it and sustained the success over a long period of time. They built a core. They have a core, and everybody talks about it. This core is still here. Guess what? We talked about it last night, Sean. One of the members of the core is 37 years old. He's playing like he's 20. Yeah. Marion Hosa. Man. Right? Yeah. You still got that core so you can build around. And the, the, the Blackhawks have had to do it with that hard cap, and they find ways yeah. to be able to do it. And then in baseball. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you lose, and, and it's easier to do this in baseball. There's less to yeah, there's less, not there's a, less margin for error as far as the picks are concerned because they're not expected – to be in the opening day lineup that year. They're not expected to be there right away. They're, they they're one hit. or two years. But they did hit. I mean, but, they hit on a ton of them. But there's no surprise why the Cubs are there. Yeah, they're all There's no. no surprise why the, the Cleveland Indians are there and Correct. will continue to be there. Yes. There's no surprise why Miami can always come back After and trade sales. off big yeah. pieces because yeah. they draft well. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. Let, let me you – know, there's so many – I wish I had a pen and paper to write all these things down as you guys were talking about them to – that were just kind of popping into my mind. I mean, the first thing I was going to think about was was Kyle Long. You were talking about him. And I don't mean this to sound bad, but this injury may have been the best thing that ever happened to this team because mm. he's going to get 
his ankle fixed and his labrum fixed all the same time, same time. and he's going to be healthy going to start next, next season, yeah. which is a really good Instead thing. Instead of having to fight through injuries. Absolutely. And, and yeah. it was, and that, that's a setback yeah, that's in the a, long run. Right. I mean, he, he could play, but the amount of pain that he was he playing was with labrum, was I, I, it's ridiculous. I, I don't even want to know that pain. Okay, and the other thing you guys were talking about were, were trust your scouts. And I like what Ryan Pace did kind of changing the the thinking and the way that it was so antiquated at Hallis Hall about, oh, you know, you got a general manager and you maybe have one scout over there and you got one scout this way and it's the son of another guy that's got, is watching a high school game somewhere in the, you know, the, the, the blue-gray game. And it, it, it was terrible. So now, correct me if I'm wrong, obviously not every first-round pick is going to hit. Okay, in the NFL, there's, it's it's a real it's a real hit or miss kind of thing. The guy can either play. He was maybe he was a, a product of a system in a college that doesn't adapt well to the team that he's coming to, for whatever reason. I have always been a fan of watching the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh rounds, because that was one thing that Jerry Angelo could find. He found some talent later in the draft. Rather than going for that big, sexy pick at the beginning of the draft, that's when you get your stud. That's when you get your stud that you know can – if you had to go to – if you had to play, get no studs. I'm just saying, but if you had to play a game tomorrow – Lance Briggs was – well, Lance was third? Lance wasn't first. No, no, no. third-round pick, right? Well, you know, you, you, I think so. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just kind of using this I'm, as a comparison I, no, right I, now. I'm with you. Peanut Mazer. was a what? He was late. Shout out to him he was on a his fifth. celebration. I think he was a fifth yeah, round. Yo, round. This is the problem, though. This is what seems to be the problem here, is that anybody that comes in that takes the job as GM has done a great job at those later-round picks. Those first-round picks haven't hit. No, they haven't And, hit. and the reason why, because I feel like you're taking flyers. You're, you're taking flyers on a guy like Shea McClellan. Yeah. Oh, and, and you know. You're even- taking a flyer on Shea McClellan. Sean and I sat at. Illinois Center for Broadcasting on State Street, and we talked to a guy from Boise State who covers the team. This was before, and we said, what is the deal with this dude? They said, you, you looked at his bench numbers? Yeah, he's not a guy that can get off. He's going to get swallowed up and eaten up, especially on the line, especially if he's coming off, you know, from the edge. Yeah. What? Well, they, they drafted projects in the first round, which were was ridiculous. I the mean, only project the, the, is is – Kyle Long so far because yeah. he was still a guy that wasn't a real proven and people were like and then what? they kept moving him around but now look at it you know I now mean, he's the he Kyle Long is the face of the Bears is. franchise he right is. now and it's, it's that's your right guard it's the truth and you know you, you look at that and I know I know fans are yelling quarterback 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 okay any quarterback that you draft in the first round next year is probably one you don't want first of all second of all is going to get killed because the off the, the offensive line is not together yet you wait for another draft. But what, what I'm saying is you, need to, you needed to have somebody behind Cutler, though. You needed to have somebody that could at least keep you somewhat competitive. It's I mean, be, I know. That's going to be Brian Hoyer. I know Hoyer year. was putting up all these numbers, but the guy could not sniff the end zone. I know. If his I, life depended but listen, on it. But listen. people don't understand. You have to be. Look, there's a sacrifice. What's the sacrifice? Right. There was a sacrifice to the Dallas Cowboys looking down on everybody right now. Yeah. It's the same thing in baseball. Yeah. Right. The last two World Series championships, the Chicago Cubs and Kansas City Royals, went through a long they period had, of losing, and they had to, and they, they had to, and they, you know, they had to they get had to, to the mountaintop, and they had to convince a fan base. But see, this is the, this is the difference, in my opinion, between the, what Jed Hoyer and and, and uh, Theo Epstein did with the Cubs, and what Ryan Pace 
and George McCaskey and the rest of these guys are trying to do with with the uh, with the Bears. You have to outline a plan. You have to have a plan, clear, concise, and solid in your mind of what you guys are talking about. Where do you go first? What are you going to try to shore up first? I mean, it's like in baseball. The old adage is pitching and defense win you games. Absolutely. Okay? So you consider maybe the, the pitcher uh, as as the offensive line or a quarterback, you know, even a, a – he's, he's going – It's a almost, core. It's almost like the quarterback, though, because it's – I mean, it's what you're investing in a starter – is what you want okay, out so of your – Okay, let's yeah. go, let's go money I, for money. Yeah, yeah let's so go I'm money looking, for money. I'm looking like, you know, in my head I'm thinking John Lester, Jay Cutler. And it's okay. a good – it's a good it's mm, a, No, see, no, no. That, no. I, the only reason I say no is because Jay Cutler, any quarterback is touches the ball every offensive play. John Lester goes to the mound once every four or five yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I get right? that. But, so hey, hey, but, but when he's in the game, He's though, in the game. Yeah. It's, so it's you're the saying mon- the yeah. pitching position. Yeah, I'm talking about the position. Because he controls the game. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're only as good as your next day starting pitcher. Okay. Absolutely. Exactly. And then, you know, you talk about defense. I mean, unfortunately for the Cubs this year, they spent $184 million on defense uh, and one guy they couldn't hit. But, you know, defense is not underrated. All those teams that were successful for the Bears in the past, they've stuck to the same simple formula. Absolutely. Run the damn ball. And defend so, the damn ball. Go, even okay, I mean, but have a plan. That's, but that's the identity, though. That's that's not only what the identity of this team; it's what the identity of this franchise yeah. has been for the teams that have been successful in the era of the Super Bowl. Absolutely, the two times that this Bears organization has gone to the Super Bowl, they've had a defense that can get it done. Yep, that can create takeaways mm-hmm. and turn those into points, or a defense that was just unbelievable—the best that ever played the game. Yeah. They make their offense look good. It was almost the same thing in the sense of, okay, offensively. Rex eh, Grossman. Rex Grossman, and eh, try to figure out. Cutler's a better quarterback than Rex Grossman. Run the football. I believe the, I, I believe the Bears have another Super Bowl championship if they stick to the formula and run Thomas Jones. Yeah. But run you, the football. But you ha- and you have to build, like you were saying, yeah. the Dallas Cowboy model. And, you know, uh, it pains me as a Bears fan to, to give any credit to the Cowboys and Jerry Jones. For firing Tom Landry, but you know that's—I mean, hey—but that's the kind of thing we're talking about. You know, when you get you get latched on to a certain way, it may not be the right way. Yeah. I mean, that—that's an older way of thinking. And then Jerry Jones bought the team. As long as he's writing the checks, he can hire and fire whoever the heck he wants. And never fool yourself into changing your identity unless your talent dictates it. Your talent has to dictate Ooh. a change of philosophy. He's not. Right. Not the times of just watching right. everybody else and what wow. they're doing. No. You Does your talent dictate? Cool. Belichick won with this. defense against the greatest show on turf. Yes, he did. His defense won that Super Bowl. Yep. It was right? lucky. Then all of a sudden, all <laughs> of a sudden, his quarterback becomes a quarterback that can throw the ball 50 times a game yeah. and score 30, 40 points. And his defense could be mediocre, right? So but his talent, his his talent dictated that. Yeah, so that's why New Orleans can get away with a, a great quarterback. They Question. surrounded him with Question. great offensive weapons. Right. They have a, a good defense, and your your defense is never put in a pressure situation because your offense is always twenty points ahead of the other team. The problem was when they got this organization, when they got Jay Cutler, they had the defense. They looked at him and said, "Missing piece. We can transition because his talent says we." then you really totally looked at his talent the wrong way. You yeah, perceived his talent was, the wrong way. He's not a 50 
drop 50 times, drop back, no, no. and lead our team and score but 30 points. He's not that quarterback. Okay, but that's the problem. But that that's I, what they saw when they got him. Oh, we can turn okay. him into this type of quarterback. No. So, you are a defensive team. Draft to that. Stay with that and force him to hand it's the trench, ball off. It's trench okay. warfare with the, okay. with the Bears. It well, should be but trench I, warfare. But I, got a, I got an issue, though. This is where I have an issue when I look at his organization. And, Sean, you, you, keep, you keep talking about going back and don't let your talent, with the talent that you have, you need to figure that out, right? I, and how those guys could be successful. Are they not going back and watching what made Cutler successful from the year before? Because – Last year he did it with less. He had less last year. It was year, Adam Gase. And he was more effective. Okay, I get I, I get that Gase was here. Yeah. But if you're gonna leave, you you, you don't want to go out of the family, let's say, to get another offensive coordinator. You want to keep it in the family. Yeah, but you got a friend. You got somebody that was that's too close to the situation yeah. to be able to tell him, look, this is what we need from you. Adam Gase told him, look, yep. this is who you are. These are your strengths. We're going to work with those strengths. I'm not about to let you get late in the clock yep. and then have to read a defense and pick up and late. Gunsling. You can't do it. Yeah. That's not what you we, do. That's not what you do. Here's the play. This is where we want you to go. And if you have to audible. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. We're in trouble. And, JP, we've talked about You and I talked about this. We, we talked about this last night. I think we talked about it the last time I filled in uh, on, on sports feed was the fact that you can't make excuses for abandoning what's working because either you're behind or you're ahead. I mean, okay, Jordan Howard proved one thing yesterday, that he needs to work on catching the ball out of the backfield. I think for the first time, and I think we talked about this yesterday too, for the first time it looked like he was a little sped up as a rookie. And he's a fifth-round pick. I mean, hey, what you're getting from him on the ground is gravy. I think it's awesome. I, I, I love the way he runs. I told you he reminds me of your dad. Yeah. I saw the four getting out of that pile, and I saw how hard he was running. And I'm thinking, man, this kid is going to be – He's a he's a classic Chicago Bears running back. He hits you before you hit him. Yeah. I love that. But when you're up six, uh, when you're up sixteen to nine, going into the second uh, second half of a football game, and you stop running because they put eight in the box, yeah. whose yeah. fault is that? Yeah. I, mean, I think it was whose Mullen fault that is that? Tweeted out late in the third quarter, the Giants are forcing Jay Cutler to beat them. And, it's, and, it's and, the truth. And he can't. It's the truth. And, you know, it was funny. We were talking to Dan Hampton earlier today. Yeah. And, okay, they put eight in the box. And you don't, don't have a lot of confidence in your quarterback with what he's got around him now because, at this point, Zach Miller's out. Yeah. Alshon Jeffrey's already out. You're working with Josh Bellamy, Marquise Wilson in his first game back off the pup list. Uh, who else? Cameron Meredith. Yeah. These are not yeah. household names. But, I mean. I, I still don't. Josh I, Bellamy needs to jump on that fumble, too. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, but, you know, the, the little – you it's can a simulate pass. a running game through yeah. a short passing game, yeah. and then yeah. you have then then the Giants have to get out of the eight man box because they're going to get burned in the flat. Can they just? Can Bears fans just be? Your team is competing. Well, they are competing, and I'll give them that. That's I'll give them better than they did last year. Yeah, and I feel guilty sometimes ripping on them. You know, was, with, it was it wasn't like it was a. I think that's what it wasn't was, a Tampa game. That's what was so no, tough that because game was there for the taking. Yeah, because yeah, because the Tampa game, you I had circled saying that they should win they that should one. Won that game. And this one against the Giants, I had circled that they were going to lose this. Now one. the amazing thing to me, you talked about something. Mm-hmm. We've seen the Bears. I'll go back to this game because it was very reminiscent of the first game of the season against the Texans, where the Bears jumped out early as well, were very successful <laughs> offensively. So Ooh. I have a problem from a coaching standpoint. 
with how they react to what they put forward being stopped. Yeah. Right? So now what's your adjustment? So now your adjustment to them honing in on the running game and what you have going early is to just totally abandon it and go pass happy? No, you find a different way. If you've been running uh, traps early in the game that's successful and they stop the trap, now it's time to go with the outside zone. Yeah, but that's now it's time to do something. But else that's different. the problem. Or stop running on first down and go play action on first down and Dude, come back. Something. Listen, do this something. Is, this but is don't the just totally leave. But this, that's the I game. wrote this in my presser about offensive adjustments in the second half. That's been a glaring issue yeah. of this organization mm-hmm. and this team. They, they, you have to be able to make adjustments. Yeah, if things aren't working. If they put eight men in the box, you still got to figure out a way because that is what you do, and you have to be able to overcome it. I've seen it happen. It's happened before. I've watched games where they've had eight men in the box, nine men in the box, and they're still running the ball. Even if you're not getting the 10 yards or whatever, if you're cracking off three. The clock's moving. Four. The clock's moving. They're getting hit. Yes. Three Four. You 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 stayed it. If outside zone, like Sean was saying, is not working, then you run inside. Inside's not working, then you go to the screen game. Yeah. If the screen game's not going, you gotta figure out a way to be able to. It's like playing chess. Yeah. Whatever they take away from you, you have to have somebody something else to combat it with, and that's what Dow Loggins doesn't have. Man, he doesn't have that. In what's the dude's name? Um, uh, uh from the movie uh, Last Dragon. With the glow. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Leroy? Leroy. Duh, he ain't got the juice. (laughs) He doesn't have the juice, man. He can't catch the bullet in his mouth. You know? Show enough. Not happening. Sorry, I just. That's right. You can't tell me that in the locker room at halftime, they didn't, the Bears coaching staff, didn't suspect that the Giants were going to come out with eight men in the box because of how they were running the football. You know that. That has to come up. That has to come up that why would you stop for all the reasons we've already outlined and i'm just getting so frustrated as i'm saying this i mean the veins in my in my head are popping out uh and and i don't get so emotional to the point where you know i mean baseball is a long season these are this is 16 games that's smushed into it's a very short period of time some thursday night every game game is so freaking important that you whether it be to to deal a blow to the giants who I don't think are that good of a football team, to be honest with you, uh, even at home. They were challenged by the Bears at, at, at half capacity, as far as I'm concerned, you know, with all the with all the injuries and with all the, the, the players that weren't there. Okay, fine. you got to concentrate on who's there. You can't worry about who's not. Yeah. But th- these are simple things that high school and college coaches are, are thinking about all the time. It's a – There's some a, interesting comments here on the live feed. Uh, Ryan Emery, shout out to you for joining us. Quarterback is only as good as his offensive line. It depends that. on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Depends on uh, the quarterback. Play calling is definitely questionable. It is. Without Big Loggins. time. Yeah. Um, that whole t- this Tim Tebow for quarterback thing, please. No, we can't stop. talk about that. No. Stop. Um, don't, a lot don't of people, say that again. A lot of people on the stream have been talking about, like, Mike Singletary's name keeps popping up as – See once again, coach. is that something that we're holding on to? Yeah, I I just don't I don't I don't know or if would I would it be a, a good move if we're just bringing him in to be a linebackers coach? Like, oh, oh yeah, I don't have a problem with that. The, you know, the I, only problem I, I have I, with that, honestly, with with Mike and knowing Mike the way that I know him, um, the way that he's working right now to be 
to to get another head coach. He's kind of stealth right now with LA, isn't he? Yeah, it? he's kind of stealth, but the way he's working to understand how you know offense and defenses work, he's putting in work. I'm not saying that he's not. I mean, it's all about the situation. It's almost like we were talking about with Charlie Strong. Like he's a good guy mm-hmm. and a good coach. It just didn't work in Texas. Right. It just didn't it work. Fit. It just wasn't fit. It wasn't yeah. the fit. Um, could that fit be here? I don't know if it's here, but I. I do believe that he deserves another chance to be a head coach because he's a guy that I know that I would want to play for. And talking to guys like Vernon Davis, who had his run-in with him, mm-hmm. dude, the respect that they have for that man. Even though they had the run-in. Even though they had the run-in. He because, stepped away with because respect. He stepped away with respect because he's a guy that commands respect. And I don't know – this organization is so different. We're talking about established in 1920, man. Yeah. And there is no it's one – not – Look, there is no Stephen Jones on the horizon. No. There is no Rocky Wirtz. No, even though Rocky no. came to power due to an untimely death with passing his dad and passing with his father, there is no no one in the younger generation. I mean, from what I hear, I might be wrong. The younger generation of the McCaskies seem to be kind of disconnected mm-hmm. from the operational side. Of Michael's the team. in hiding somewhere. Yeah, so there is, is no one that understands where we are. Yeah. No, in this it, generation to say, you know what, we need to get it's back weird. to Sh- Sean, it, it, the identity okay. of the Bears. Okay, so it kind of goes to – this is a unique situation. And this organization is a unique organization because it's one of the founding fathers yeah. of, of, of the league. It's the charter right? franchise. So yeah. it's pretty similar. You know how we always talked about over the time that you've known me about the Hurricanes? And you're like, dude, what is it going to take? And what I always tell you, I'm like, it's going to take somebody that's been there before that's that had, that to, to kind of bring that back to understand what it means. Yeah. Because I don't know if anybody coming in really understands. Like, when I look at these coaches that are left, and, and I don't want to say that it's the Dick uh, stigmatism because I look at what, you know, Dick and he's been. But everybody that's came after, other than Lovey. Yeah. Other than Lovey, Lovey it, it doesn't, I don't know embodies of what this organization is all about. They just don't, they don't, they don't look right. Just think about them in your head. Yeah. Think about those coaches in your head Trestman, right now. I want Trestman you to think. A, just think about them. You look at, a just, fish out of just water, go, dude. He just, it, it, just even the Poor, look. Wanstead, I'll say Wanstead, this. don't fit. Every guy listening can can relate to this. The girl you want to wake up to every morning. You want to be able to wake up to her without makeup and still feel like she's beautiful yes see we as fans we fall in love with the makeup yeah right yeah the flavor of the week yeah the the makeup see let me use nick saban alabama right yeah now we see amari cooper we see a jalen hurts we see the flashy players that he gets now but they all came in on the foundation and the grit and the dirt of no makeup. His first six years at Alabama, those fans had to wake up with him and that team and that program with no makeup, no flash. This no. is who we are. And they fell in love with that. And once they got satisfied with that, saying, this is beautiful. This is beautiful. Waking up to Mark Ingram just running behind this big offensive line and this solid defense. And now, once he got that solidified, now I can start attracting the Amari Coopers. I can go get me some flashy wide receivers. Now I can go get me 
a quarterback that's not just going to be efficient, no. but that can be a game breaker. No makeup. No makeup. See, we every, get caught up in the makeup. Yeah. We want to go. Every man wants to wake up next to his girl that looks good with no, no makeup. makeup, and that's you the way. Me, you, that's the way your team, your program has to be. Let me kind of add on to that. And see if you can on. see if you can follow me on this one. It takes a while to date that girl. Yes, you know what I'm saying. It takes a while the to point, date that ooh. girl, with and till you feel first of all, till you feel comfortable to wake up to next get to her. To that point. First of all, you have to get to that. To point. second of all. To feel comfortable enough to take your own makeup off, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not the physical kind, but you know, this just being able to show show your cards, okay. And then she's got to be comfortable enough with you to see her to like be able that. to let you see her with her makeup on. So what I'm saying in a roundabout Hold sort on. of way here, Keep, you I'm, need time. I'm gonna end this. You need time, yeah. and there's this. there's just not a lot of time to be had in the NFL because fans want and the or, and organizations want to win tomorrow. So you just said the f word, fans, right? Yes. You talk about the team waking up, no makeup. Waking up with no makeup, that, that whole entire. And then you talked about you you breaking it down and saying, you know, having to have that, that trust there. And it's a you, two-way with trust. You, with you two, yeah, right? it's a two-way trust. With you two. And you kind of look at that as a coach and an organization where they have to, they have to be in love. Okay, they got, mm-hmm. it, there's got to be some kind of attraction to begin with. So yeah. those two need to be those two need to figure themselves yeah. out first. It's got to be a fit. Yeah, it's got to be a coach, yeah. and it's got to be it's a team, be a fit. And, and an organization. Did we just solve the various fit, problems right? here? And, and then I don't know. Hopefully, then, <laughs> but the only thing is, is you know what happens after you, after you you find that person, you feel comfortable with them. That's when you have the ability to uh, bring them to show them to your family mm-hmm. and friends. And that's what the fans are right now. We yeah. the fans are waiting for that. Right. We're waiting to see who that person could be because it doesn't seem like it's that fit right now. Right. But the fans are waiting for they're waiting to meet whoever this is. Cause you know, you when you get excited after you meet the one, Sean, you know that that when the one baby, it's like yeah. we we got rings on our fingers. Yeah, no, see, I'm still the fan. I'm still, still waiting still for that. For just, that feeling, you know what I'm saying? Just over here trying yeah. to <laughs> I'm the single guy. Do what you do, Andy I'm doing what I do. I love you, man. I philosophize. That's why we live vicariously through you, sir. And me through you guys. I think we did, man. I I know people are uh, people are actually just falling off now of the stream, but definitely, I think we we did we solved something today. We definitely want to keep this conversation going. Follow me on Twitter at Peyton Sun P A Y T O N S U N S D Two Mike's on Twitter for Sean Davis. Mazer, give your handle. It's uh, Andy underscore Mazer. It's M-A-S-U-R and the number one. I have to leave out of the studio and go find Ernie. Yeah, we will. We lost the uh, Bears-Cowboys bet once again. Well, that's always <laughs> how it goes. So listen, as always, we love having you guys tune in to the podcast. Go to DAD Pod on Twitter if you want to get any of the old podcasts as well. We'll be back next week. As always, we were here, but now we're gone. Peace.